and welcome to episode 240 of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mark, and joining me tonight is the other Mark and Nicholas Case. <laughs> I don't know why I said your full name. Hello. It's just like being at work. Strange. Okay. That's weird. All right. Should I redo <laughs> just, that? Just, just feels grubby. Should I redo that? No, that's fine. I don't know why there's, I just threw your, there's your government name out there. There's a genuine thing at work where everyone calls me Nick Case. There Nick used Case. to be three Nicks at work. And now I'm the only one mm. left. But everyone does anyone ever me. call you Nick Cave? No. Uh, there used to be three Nicks. Now I'm the only Nick left, and people still call me Nick Case. So I just call everyone else right. by their full name as well, just to get back at them slightly. Fair <laughs> enough. I don't. Right. I don't. I. I don't know why I. It's fine, Mark. Your government the name. Only, out the there. Reason, it's all good. You. The only reason yeah, you call me Chaz is to distinguish, I'll just, right? I'll just beep that out. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. I, I to be honest, but I knew, I didn't know your I didn't know your your name was Mark for about a year. <laughs> but that was it. Yeah, that was kind of why I said just call me. You were just Chazzy. Just makes yeah. it easier than someone's going. Mark, I just Mark, thought there's like okay, his name's Chaz and he spells it funny. I'm not gonna make a comment about <laughs> like it. Chaz or Dave. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, he's a cheeky chappy. That's it. No. Did you see? Um, <laughs> there was a video. Don't worry, I'll cut this out. Um, there was a video floating around on Twitter of some some guy who was like some incredibly large, pink, tattooed, bald Essex guy on holiday somewhere talking about how like oh, I wish I could come back to London to help defend the cenotaph from these dog slags. <laughs> Man, uh, that's that's, that's like, every day in any any shop I walk into. Yeah, just, he know. couldn't get to the end of a sentence without getting out of breath. There were that um, sort of guy. Sheffield Wednesday are playing Millwall this weekend, uh, and apparently some uh, the Millwall like Facebook pages and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Genuinely, people commenting saying that they're not going to go to the match because they, they'll be too busy defending the cenotaph. From who? From nothing. From, from the protests that from, aren't going anywhere near it. Exactly. The yeah, idea. those. Yeah. yeah. On on a Saturday. Yeah. Because like then there aren't any protests planned on Remembrance Sunday. Don't know what you're on about. Yeah, okay. Anyway, none of this is going in the episode, so <laughs> uh Hey gentlemen do I just think it's despicable that oh that old man was attacked by pro Palestinian terrorists. Which old man? The old man in Edinburgh. The, the veteran, Mark. Oh, the one that, that they can't find any any evidence of is even existing. Oh, no, no. I saw the evidence. It was on the front page oh, okay. of the Daily Mail. Right. Trust me, bro. <laughs> Works cited my crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, no Sorry. politics on this one. Go on. <laughs> How you doing, gentlemen, then? You all uh, yeah, good? good? Good. You enjoying the cold weather? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not so much of the cold. Like I don't mind the cold. Cold's fine. I don't mind putting on a coat and whatnot. But um, I don't like the the fact that like anywhere that's not tarmac and concrete just just instantly becomes mud. Quagmire. Uh, like yeah. About halfway October, it just turns to mud, and it stays like that until about May. I guess it's worse for you because yeah. you've got a dog, so you've got to like, you uh-huh. know, yeah. walk it in. Yeah. Yeah. So I can avoid that. Yeah. I don't like um, 
leaving for work when it's dark and getting back when it's dark. Yeah, that depresses me. Oh, yeah. That's Love the that. Yeah. It's three o'clock in the afternoon and it's pitch black outside. Yep. Wow. Love that. Um, that also makes walking the dog absolutely suck because by the time I finish work, it's like, oh, I can't take her anywhere where there's not street lights because I can't see anything. So she has to walk everyone a lead. Which and she'll get she attacked not by a serial killer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hiding in the bushes in uh-huh. the undergrowth. Yes, yeah. yeah. She'll get attacked by no. You will. Jeepers, creepers. Oh right. Oh, I will. You I will. will. Yeah. She'll run mm. off and alert Zoe. No, she wouldn't. She's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> She'd stand and watch <laughs> as I was gutted like a fish. She'd just stand and watch. There's no way. There's no way if I ever get attacked. She's not joining in. <laughs> Thinking it's a fun it's game. game. Yeah, exactly. She'd make a terrible like guard dog. Um, yeah, and anything interesting going on in your lives? No, mate. No. 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 It's, it's yeah, like you say, it's all a bit quiet. It's, it's all it's all about saving the money to get um more ninja turtles for the boy for Christmas. Oh my god. But he's 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 gone. To, he's got to that stage now where he's he's gone through all the stuff you can just buy in the shops, and now yeah. it's a like four month eBay troll trying to find the one thing that I need to get him. Mm. It's like Turbo Man all over again. <laughs> it's Turbo Time. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's about the most exciting thing I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, I've got nothing going on really. Booking holiday. Bit in like bits and pieces in installments. Nice. We're gonna go to Canada next year. Oh, amazing! Ooh. Yeah, popping go to. Well, we are gonna be in in Toronto for a few days, so hopefully, I did chat to him, uh, and depending on when the dates were, I need to talk to him again. Now we've booked our accommodation, we might be we might be in Canada like while he's in the UK. <laughs> Which should be very... <laughs> like uh, some kind horrific. of exchange program, like hostage. Yeah, exactly. We can't both be in the country at the same time. So <laughs> while he's over here, we have to keep up LGR appearances in Canada. Amazing. Uh, like so, it. So, yeah. We spend a few days in Toronto, hopefully catch a baseball game, go and see Niagara Falls, and then go and spend a week up in the Great Lakes, just out in the countryside. Mm, cool. Yeah. But it's a faff. Um, And Toronto's fucking expensive. Like, I knew that, like, property prices had gotten really crazy there. I remember listening to a podcast talking about, like, how, like, um, the increase, like, the rapid increase in property prices in Toronto makes London look like nothing. Um, So I was looking at prices, and this was just, like, it's it's off-peak. It's not in, like, the peak holiday season or anything like that. It's, like, uh, mid mid to late June. Um and uh two nights at a holiday inn in the in the center of uh, Toronto was like thirteen hundred pounds. Two nights, crazy. Yeah. And that was one of the cheaper ones. If I wanted to go to the Radisson, it's more like two grand for two nights. And like that's more expensive than Las Vegas. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. Go follow yeah. I don't get it for that kind of money. I know. Well, no, it's the thing. It's like the the the, the hotel. Have you heard about what's been going on? Yeah, in like eighty like percent so the, drops or something in prices. Yeah, because they just haven't been selling the tickets because the tickets were like 
we're, we're stupid at the average price was like seven grand for a ticket. It's like if, if a ticket costs as much as a secondhand car, then something's really messed Very up. Hmm. Um, and nobody was buying them. So the ticket prices have dropped and the hotel prices have dropped to from down from like, you know, stupid amount, a couple of thousand per night down to like 200 bucks a night, which is like usual weekend rate because yeah, no one's I guess nobody's that jazzed for it. Yeah. yeah. The locals are hating it. <laughs> Absolutely hating it. Yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff like videos coming out of there where it's just not, like they're just putting up all kinds of like temporary structures like right in the middle of things where they need to go and apparently yeah, they're putting been, up like there's been yeah, months of like, like road works and stuff to yeah, you know, yeah. get it all working uh, they've put like and traffic flow from what i understand in the center of las vegas is not great at the best of times no. yeah and it's just made it so much worse and they've over bridges and stuff they've put like wrap to, so yeah, people can't watch say. yeah and people and have been just ripping it off, off. <laughs> yeah i love that um on a oh, sim- similar but like not quite similar note um mm-hmm. i've just seen i've just seen something is announced for next year so last night um we were talking about price of concert tickets these days mm. and how, how expensive they've got and yeah. i was yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I can remember when you know tickets were like ten, twelve pounds. You'd 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 get you know a good gig, um, mm. and I went and got like she's got a book of like ticket stubs from back in the day and everything. And going through some of those ticket stubs, absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah, she like she seen Green Day for twenty five pounds, and that was like an yeah. arena tour. Uh, yeah, and that would have been ex- that would have been an expensive ticket. Oh yeah, definitely expensive yeah. gig back then. And I, I remember um, when I went to see Beefy Clyro in like two thousand and eight. That cost twelve pound fifty, uh, and mm-hmm. you, we've got stubs for like five quid as well. You know, local uh, bands that you know gone on to be big and stuff. So average is like twelve. 15 pounds and these days a stadium tour doesn't like starts at 60 um even academy sized places are 30 tw- like 25 to 30 it's ridiculous what i've got but anyway i've just seen that green day have announced a stadium uh two stadiums next year they're playing old trafford mm-hmm. in manchester and they're playing wembley stadium um yeah. tickets start at 108 pounds christ start at yep that's stupid you can you can get a welcome to paradise VIP package for four hundred and seventy four pounds. Oh my god! I... Okay. Um. So yeah, that's fun. Guess that's a gig I'm not going to see because I li- mm. I literally uh, last night I was saying I'd quite like to see Green Day just to take them off the list, but I wouldn't pay yeah. more than like fifty pounds to see them. Yeah, um, yeah. you're never you're not going to get tickets out. I mean, they're, they're, that's the cheapest the tickets will ever be. Yeah, probably these days now because they're, they're only still going sell up. out. Yeah, they'll sell out and then they'll be on there. Have you ever gone to see? Because uh, we we know fans of uh, our sister podcast, a little part of everything, will know this. But I don't know if LGR listeners know that you're a big Swifty. Oh yeah. Um, Funny. Have you been to see her? No. However, um, mm-hmm. I tried to get tickets for the her tour next year in the yeah, uk yeah. um and i could have bought tickets but i wasn't prepared to pay 300 pounds a ticket for it oh christ in hell uh and claire did actually say how much would you pay to go and see taylor swift and i said not more than 100 pounds no and that's like i'm i'm no. quite a big swifty as you mm. know yeah and i wouldn't pay more than that 
I was chatting to my friend Jess about this. Um, where I think where it's at now is just going to more comedy gigs. Yeah, hundred oh, yeah. percent. It's way cheaper. Um, Funny, it's, and you can sit down. <laughs> you can sit down, um, and your ears don't hurt at the end of it. Well, yeah. After after we were talking about tickets last night, I was um, perusing all the local venues and stuff. So I was like, oh, I wonder what we can mm. go and see. And literally, the only things that stood out to me were comedy shows. So, like coming yep. to Sheffield in the next sort of year, um, there is Sam Campbell from the latest season of Taskmaster. He's absolutely hilarious. Definitely going to see him. Oh, is he the Australian um, slash New Zealand? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Antipodean, yeah. Um, Rod Bil- Gilbert's coming. Uh, he's doing a massive tour. James Acaster's yep. coming. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed Gamble. Uh, but most interestingly, uh, tickets are going on sale tomorrow, actually. I'm going to snap some tickets up. Is not a comedian, mm. but Justin Hawkins is doing a Justin Hawkins Rides Again tour. Oh no! Or just like, like conversation with stuff. Yeah, yeah conversation with Justin Hawkins rise again, uh, and, p- yeah. and he's going to have a segment where people can take uh, a song that they've written, and he will live critique it and try mm. and make it better. Oh, so that's cool! Like a it. song workshop. Oh yeah, with old with old tunes and stuff. He goes back through and sort of deconstructs it and stuff. So he must be doing. Yeah, that, he yeah. does that on um, on YouTube as well. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, damn good stuff. I um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why there's, there's more of a, like a uh, m- more of a market for that for like, um, uh, like people who have like interesting stories in the business. Like Henry Rollins did it for years. Henry Henry Rollins yes. for, for, for a while was like more famous for his like spoken word shows yeah. than he was for like the Rollins Band and Black Flag. Um, yeah, I I'd, I'd be well up for going to see Justin Hawkins. Just telling crazy stuff. I bet he's seen some shit. Mm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but he's seen some crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, we should probably we should talk, talk about, about games. video games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we talk a little bit, a, a little bit of news? A little bit of news. Because there's uh, 20, uh, I don't remember what year it was then, 2023, um, <laughs> has been a fantastic year for like video game releases. Like one of the best, I'd say, for video game releases. I thought you were going to say something different then. Like, what do you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say 2023 has been a fantastic year to lose your job in the video game industry. Well, that's where I was going next. I was like, <laughs> it's been one of the best years for uh, video game releases, but like one of the worst years to be a video game developer. Yes. Because we're in this weird situation where video game companies made. Uh, were uh, aggressive expansions Mm. during the COVID years. Everybody was buying everybody else, massively expanding because people were stuck at home and the video game business was booming like it had never boomed before. Everyone was playing games. uh, And these video game companies were absolutely printing money. And now the market has um, corrected, self-corrected, and it's gone back to where it was pre-pandemic because people are returning to work. Yep. I mean, it's still a huge business, don't get me wrong, but it has meant that video game companies have, um, or publishers have made the most predictable of moves uh, in order to regain those short-term gains, which is, of course, laying everybody off. Um, or laying lots and lots of people off, mm-hmm. at least. 
We've seen it across the board. Microsoft laid off, what was it, 10,000 people or something like that at the beginning of the year across, yeah, across all, all of their, of the business, across yeah. the whole company. Um, lots of layoffs from, from like, uh, I mean, my local developer, Frontier Development, have laid off a bunch mm. of people. Um, Media Molecule will have to lay off a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, and Dreams is getting winded down, and which is very sad. Oh, shit, I forgot uh, about pretty that. much almost every studio... Every large, uh, to mid to large, uh, large studios had to lay off people. Um, I say had to, has made the decision to lay off people over 2023. A lot of them, we we probably, a lot more studios, I think, than we've heard about. It's probably a lot that, that just haven't published mm. that fact. Uh, like, I don't know if there's, if you hear about, if a Japanese studio lays off staff, do people find? Do, do people hear about it in the press? I don't know. Probably not. No. Does Famitsu talk about it? I don't yeah. know what happens there. I'm just but the latest uh, one. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go. go ahead. I was just saying, I found a website here which has attempted to collate video game layoffs. Uh, yeah, called yeah. Videogamelayoffs.com. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. um, so far six thousand five hundred estimated. Yep. Is, which is a yeah. huge number of developers. Yeah, massive. So to all be losing their jobs in the same year because it's like, you know, if one studio lays off a bunch of people, it's sad. It's it's real sad. Don't get me wrong. But there's a decent chance that they'll be able to walk into a job, or not walk into a job, but they'll be able to find a job at another studio. But when everybody is laying stuff off, what do these people do? Yeah. If that's what you've trained, if that's been trained in with, that's what your entire, you know, work um or if your entire career has been working in video games and then you get laid off and there are no there are no other video game jobs for you to jump into what do you do um go work and of course the latest one you could work in app development yeah Uh, (laughs) i know (laughs) uh we just just wait down claire we let her know that you said that that's what she does right no (laughs) but she did app development no she's a pension consultant Oh, right. Software consultant. Uh, Okay. I thought it was app development. All right. Never mind. Um, Yeah. The reason I bring it up is because uh, the latest round of uh, layoffs is coming at uh, Destiny developer Bungie. Um, And it was very, this one was quite surprising because they got, uh, they learned off about 10% of their staff. um, And they got acquired by Sony last year. Uh, and the management at um, at Bungie assured staff at that point that that didn't mean that there were going to be layoffs. Um, that their jobs would be secure. Um, but that was a fucking lie, and they laid off ten percent of of the staff there. Um, very very abruptly so yeah we've got some some information on this from uh paul tassi at forbes who is like one of the go-to people he's basically like destiny stuff the new he's the guy. destiny correspondent yeah that <laughs> yeah there's no one better it's just him yeah shame the website is uh Ugh. well the website's not bad the layout the website layout is absolutely awful uh unless you're using a good ad block um so, some of the information is really bad here. Uh, management said other levers were looked at to avoid layoffs. When employees asked if one of the levers was ex- executive compensation, <laughs> they were told no. 
Wow. And then it would not happen at the company. Um, although post-publication, Bungie responded saying that CEO Pete Parsons, fucking Pete Parsons, who put out a tweet saying, like, all oh, these are amazing people and, like, you should definitely hire them. Well, if they're so amazing, why the fuck did you lay them off? Prick. Um... CEO Pete Parsons and some other executives previously forfeited annual bonuses before the layoffs, but staff was not informed this happened until yesterday. The sum total of the bonuses given up is not clear. Um, internally, no one is blaming Sony for this, even management. Some employees were told that if Sony buyout did not happen, that with current Destiny 2 performance, the studio itself would have been in jeopardy if they were still mm -hmm. independent. Um cannot be fully confirmed among every employee but at least a sum a destiny 2 director joe blackburn is not really considered to be one of the corporate culprits here for how things went down um the expensive new building and a separate project was likely uh would not yeah they, they built a new building and stuff like that um uh, a bunch of stuff that in retrospect seems incredibly um yeah. dumb basically, basically um, yeah i mean that those interest rates to get it done and now they're it's, their bluff's been called in it. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to find the information where people... But basically, the stuff started coming out on Twitter. Um, uh, Lena Ruppert, who is the, uh, like, was the community manager, was laid off. Yep. Uh, and then a bunch of other people from the community team were laid off. And then it's just more and more... It's like this weird drip-feeding of news over a few days mm. where um, more and more staff, not like from what i not, not as far as i know like core development staff but like fringe. people around the uh, around the fringes marketing yeah. pr the, almost the entire community management team the composer odd things the, the main composer um who all right his work apparently on the final expansion the upcoming expansion the final shape had wrapped and his soundtrack was just in the process of being mixed now but also, he's been there for forever. Yeah, he he's been at Bungie since Mist Two, I think he said, like nineteen ninety eight. They worked got rid on of, every Halo uh, game, every Destiny, yeah, expansion. They got rid of an art director who's been there for forever. I mean, she she designed the Halo logo. She's been there that long, and they got rid of her. Um, I can't remember her name. Um, unfortunately, I, I apologize for that. It feels like they're just with these kind of layoffs. It, it feels more like trying to trim the people that've been there forever. Maybe have more share options. Maybe have a higher salary than people they think can. They can just promote into it for half the salary. Well, one of the things that the, the stories that were coming out was like the people were woke up in the morning and found that they had of like these weird fifteen-minute meetings inserted into their diaries. Uh, meetings which they found out they had been laid off. 15 minutes now they've been laid off, Christ. Yeah, I know. Mm. This happened on the 30th of October. Um, nice. And expenses needed to be submitted by the 31st. So although um, they were going to be getting like three months severance and COBRA health insurance and whatnot, like everyone who's laid have had to like frantically rush to get all their receipts together to submit their expenses claims otherwise they'd lose out on all the money on that because they weren't going to get any extra leeway on that um some people found out that they had been laid off because like they were locked out of their emails and their other mm -hmm. you know forms of communication with 
and all their, their workflow. Yeah, um, I mean, I really love the digital not. age, but that's one bit I really hate about the digital age. Like, this happened to a lot of people at Twitter when Elon Musk was like, you know, going through with the pickaxe, all of the stuff. Staff. You expect that with him, though, because he's a vindictive piece of shit, but you don't <sighs> expect it from... I think the problem is, it's probably... It, it'll be one of those things where someone's told the IT guy... Oh, these people are being laid off tomorrow. Can you make sure their accounts are locked out for compliance and security and all that shit? Yeah. yeah and then yeah, they've not said, by the way, we're not telling them until 12 o'clock, so don't do it until after then. They've just done it. And that message hasn't got through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What a way to find out that you've been oh, fired. Oh, yeah, completely. You yeah, just wake awful. up and you're locked out of your emails. It's fucked. Imagine if Absolutely they'd like <laughs> rang IT and be like, hi, I can't get into my emails today. Can you, can you mm. have a look? Can you reset my password? They'd be like, uh. Um, there was also a lot of people who were laid off who not enough time had passed for their stocks to be vested. Mm. Yeah, m- most of them. So they lost out on their shares. Yeah, but the shares then passed back to Bungie, which oh, yeah. revert back to Bungie, yeah. obviously. Which is corporate. Um, it's all a it's all a big mess. The final shape expansion has been pushed back a few months, and Marathon has been pushed back until twenty twenty five. It's been a lot of of talk uh, from um, commentators and uh, and uh, you know YouTubers and stuff like that within the Destiny community. People like Dato and uh, Astacross and people like that have said quite a lot of of stuff about this. And like one of the the things that's that's come up that's quite a common. Um, point is that right destiny's not in a particularly great space at the moment like player the player retention is very low player engagement is very low the player base is not particularly happy with the game is so they need to do something to fix it the next expansion needs to be an absolute banger and from apparently according to internal reports it is good not great so they've pushed it back three months to get it to a point where it's where it's uh, like incredible, hopefully, is what you'd expect. The, the I'm want sorry, to do. but three months is not going to make the difference between good, and not three great. Three months isn't going to make a difference. You've already that, locked in uh, a lot of that shit that makes it good, not exactly. Great. Yeah, yeah. But also, you've given yourself only three extra months to to make this ex- this expansion greater. Out and there is a hundred less people. Yeah, and you've got no way of telling anyone about it because you've laid off your, pretty much your entire community, like. Laid off the community team. manager. Yeah. There has been every week for as long as I can remember a uh, this week in Destiny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this week at Bungie, the this Twab. Week. Yeah, Twab. They upload the Twab every Thursday. Was there not one this, this week? Past, last, no, the last Thursday. We, oh. there wasn't one. I'm pretty sure hmm. there was one missing at some point, but there was a reason for it. I can't remember. Like in 21 or something. I don't know. But But yeah, that's like a weekly fixture. Because it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if it was like over the pandemic when people were moving back to their houses and getting set or something. There is still oh no, there is a twab. A twab has been uploaded as of two hours ago. I haven't read it yet. Hmm. Um, it just opens with last week was a tough week. No shit, Sherlock. We appreciate all of you who shared your kindness and empathy towards those affected and those at the studio. We talked a little bit about of our path forward last week. We will continue to give it our all. Uh, and we have confidence that the final shape will be an expansion everyone will want to experience. And then they just go into a regular twab. That's it. Hmm. <sighs> I don't know. 
The, the, it there's makes no me even like thanks for all these staff and stuff. You know what I mean? There's no, no. There's literally nothing. No, I mean there was. I think there was last week in the our path forward thing. Um, this has been one of the most difficult weeks in our studio's history as we parted ways with people we respect and admire. Was how it opened. Um, but like I don't know, I, I'm I'm upset about it. Like Destiny has taken up less of my time uh recently i play maybe like once twice a week at that if that um i don't know but, the last time i played destiny I, I know i know but i still i still love the game and i still it's my it's my it's been my like go-to social game for forever for a decade i've been playing it since 2013 2014 yeah when the final shape comes out, I would have been playing the game for ten years because um, it comes out. It's coming out in June, which is around about when the uh, when the like the beta was for Destiny One. Yep, which is when I first started playing Destiny. Oh in yeah, two thousand fourteen. I remember yeah. playing that beta. It was great. Yeah. Um. So despite the fact that I hate what Bungie are doing and and I should protest it, I'm gonna get. I'm I'm gonna end up buying the final shape because I need to see this through. But this is it. You, you pop after that, time. yeah. But after that, when they switch to this like episodes model, I don't know if I'm going to stick around. Well, this is it because it throws like marathon into turmoil as well. Will people pick that up knowing that you know if it's a? a really... I think marathon's doomed for other reasons. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. But even if, like, even if you're looking at that, you're thinking, do I want to get into another service like this that's going to possibly get pulled pretty quickly? May yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I th- I think it will. I don't think it's gonna have like the long because like when Destiny came along, there's nothing like it, yeah. and there have been pretenders to it ever since, and they've come and gone. The only one that's like, that survived is Warframe, and that has a very dedicated fan base. Mm. Um, I've never really been able to get into it, but it's not it's not a huge game. It's just got a very devoted yeah um uh, group of players. But when um, when Marathon comes out, it's going to be competing with like already established games. It's going to be competing with with Escape from Tarkov. It's going to be competing with uh, COD DMZ. Yep. It's going to be competing with um, what's that new thing that's coming out? The Agents or whatever. Yeah, the, that um, new extraction shooter that's coming out. I can't remember. It's in, got, it's but you've also got stuff coming through like the finals and the finals. That's what I was thinking. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Isn't yeah, that cancelled? No, no, it's the one I played last nope. week. The auto Which one got cancelled? That's Hyenas got cancelled, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the finals is the one that's basically uh, it's a bunch of battlefield devs, but they're making a like a, a looter shooter. Oh yeah, that's the one with the AI voiceover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really for what I played the beta the other day. It was really good. Um, but I, it's one of those things where it's. It's a bit like Apex Legends, but Battlefield. Well, then why don't I just go and play Apex? So uh, there is a slight differentiation because it's a little bit more quakey, you know. It's a little bit more quick and arena arena shooty than you know big massive maps. But yeah, you know, it's it's gonna. F- I just think that air, that that whole <laughs> the extraction shooter section, you know, a section of the of the pie is there's just not enough in it to draw people to it 
Mm. Seems a little, no. Everything always like, seems a little bit featureless. It's like the the um um uh the the uh battle royale problem. Mm. Uh, like it's already a flooded market, and like there are there are there are already established games in there. Like some of them have been around for a while now. Escape from Tarkov has been around for a few years. There's that Marauders game. I think Rock Galactic, I guess, counts as an extraction shooter. Mm. I mean, literally, <laughs> as you're mining. Um, the Hunt Showdown. Rainbow. I've never played that, but but yeah. people seem to love that one. Rainbow Six um, uh, Extraction. Obviously. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Came and went. It did. Yeah, and that was you know on the back of a very Redfall. popular. Um, uh, that was on the back of a very popular you know the Franchise, base rainbow yeah. six siege that like people love and like even that wasn't enough to make that work so i don't know if the bungee name is going to make enough people care yeah. that much about marathon I, I don't know i don't know i am uh, uh pessimistic about the future of bungee's a studio mm. i think uh, as destiny if destiny fizzles out motherfuckers have they got this is it nothing but, yeah well this is it but then you look at so you look at a uh, a similar company, like someone like, uh, who is it? Uh, Respawn, who made, um, you know, they, they made Titanfall. They made they were the people who made, mm-hmm. they were the original Infinity Ward. Yep. So they went on to make, what, a, uh, yeah, Titanfall, then Apex, and now they're making the Jedi Survivor games. Like they, they kind of decided to adapt and change, and it's it's a matter of, like, can Bungie kind of go to that next level and kind of go, right, actually, do you know what? Yes, we can make great shooters, but let's test ourselves and make something else. That's the only way I could see them pushing out of this. Because mm. between Infinity Ward and Bungie, that's the, the two co- people who can make console shooters feel great, you know? So it'd be, a, yep. you know, to, to, yep. to lose them would be absolutely tragic. But I just it do would feel be, like yeah. I do feel like they've kind of got to go into other avenues now, mm. or else, like you say, I just I just can't see where they're going to go. Like there's so many shooters around. Nope. Yeah, it's a floated market. Yeah, um, Destiny stuck around by being like first and better than the others, mm. uh, and the way it felt. But, People just liked how it felt. Yeah, and they, they, that that was it. Yep, nothing plays quite like a bungee shooter. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, mm. let's move on to slightly more upbeat things. Let's talk about what games we've been playing. Uh, Ick. Hi. You've been playing some video games for a change. Wow. I know. <laughs> I've been pretty good this year. You you have been, yeah. Thank I was, you. Yeah, you have, yeah. Thank yeah. you. So yeah, I've been playing some video games. Um, <clears throat> so what have you been playing? I've got a few games up my sleeve. Um, the other year I played quite a few years ago now actually I played uh, my first proper foray into a little series that I'm sure some people will have heard of called Assassin's Creed Mm. Uh, and I played Origins and I very much enjoyed it I think it was on my game of the year somewhere um so yeah, it was good. Um, and then I've never really played any others <clears throat> because Odyssey's massive. Can't be bothered with that. 
and I never bought Valhalla or anything. But uh, people kept telling me, probably you guys, Black Flag <laughs> is a great Assassin's Creed game. It's one of the best. So I picked it up on a sale a while ago, uh, and I've been playing it on the Steam Deck. Um, it's it's good. It's it's good. Have you found yourself humming sea shanties? <laughs> uh, not really. Oh, I, I did. I got. Yeah. I, I hunted down all those little fucking uh, scraps scratch of paper to chase across yeah. the yeah, rooftops. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Assassin's Creed Black Flag is set um, in like the 16th, 17th century. I think. Yeah, the, the golden age of piracy. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you play as an assassin pirate guy um, and you do assassin piratey things. Um, oh, you play as a pirate who's like... Uh, masquerading as an assassin because he yeah. just steals an assassin's clothes when he dies. Basically, yeah. Because <laughs> um, he's a fucking thief. Yeah, basically. Um, so yeah, the the best bit about this game is undoubtedly the naval combat. Um, and you can really see why uh, Ubisoft wanted to make an entire game about it. Uh, I kind of wish they'd released it a while ago, but we're still waiting for it. Um, mm. The only reason to think that game's still happening is because they legally have to because of the Singapore government. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, that area of the game is great. Uh, I think coming from playing Origins back to Black Flag, um, some of the parkour is a bit. Uh, the systems aren't as good. It's a bit clunky at times. Uh, a little bit buggy. Um, but generally, it's good. The the assassinations and the um, general gameplay and stealth uh, is quite good. Uh, what I will say is, I think I'm probably about just over halfway through, and I kind of think I'm done with it. Like a lot of the campaign missions are getting very samey, mm. uh, very repetitive, um, and yeah, it's just kind of the same thing after another again um so yeah it's mm-hmm. fine i think Did if you... i'd have played it back in the day i would have enjoyed it a lot more but i think it, it's one yeah. of those where we've kind of moved on from the game it is and the systems have been yes. evolved because it was obviously the first assassin's creed like on a new engine and platform so it still has some teething issues half and half it was one of those cross-gen ones yeah uh, okay came out on uh, previous gen as well as the ps4 yeah, but was it a new engine versus like three? What's that? Was like, uh, I don't iteration? think so. No, because like a lot of it was, they were pretty much running on the same engine through to uh, Syndicate, I think. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, then. Just with like, like various, they tidied things up. Like as the series went on, like the parkour stuff got tidied up more and more and more, and like it's t- much tidier in Origins and Odyssey and yeah, Valhalla. But I think they also know, realized that, like, oh, we can't fully fix this, so let's, like, de-emphasize the importance of it. So, like, those three games are, like, the, the, those those three, the last three Assassin's Creed, uh, Creed games, um, stealth's not particularly important, yep. and it's more, you know, hacky-slashy, it's more like, hey, it's The Witcher. Yes. Um, mm. With some stealth stuff in there. Um, I love Black Flag. I have gone back and played it recently, and it hasn't aged particularly well. I think it's aged better than like 
Assassin's Creed 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the Ezio trilogy has. Yeah. But it does commit a, a few, like, unforgivable video game sins, such as, like, tailing missions where you can, if you get too close or stay too stay too far away from a, from an enemy, then... Yeah, they're the... So and they go that, on way too long. That yeah. type is annoying me at the minute. And there's also the yeah. one where you have to eavesdrop on conversations, which is basically yeah, just oh staying within range. Yeah. Yeah. But then... And you have to, the easiest way to do it is to just run around on the rooftops. But, like, in all of these games, for some reason, there are guards standing on the roofs. Like, that was everything. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's got some problems, but, like, it's still probably my favorite because the naval combat stuff is that it's the mm. only time they fully imagine that stuff. Although I have not played Rogue, is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. The next one, I never played that one. Um, the the naval combat stuff is just so good, which is why I was so excited for... What, I don't know, was Skull it called? This thing has always been called Skull and Bones, right? Yeah. They didn't change the name or anything. No. Nope. Um, I was so excited for that in like 2015 <laughs> or whatever when they first <laughs> announced it, yeah. when Assassin's Creed 4 was still fresh in the mind, but... Uh, not don't care about it now but yeah um that's fair yeah it's still i just still go back to it and and play it from time to time uh i there's like there's like legendary um ships um like british and spanish ships to take down and uh like they're like bo- optional boss fights in the corner of the map and there's one where you have to fight two at the same time and i could never do it yeah uh, so i remember that like, every now and then i'll pop it on and be like give that another go um yeah yeah it's um it's a damn good pirate game it is um and i still think i prefer it to sea of thieves oh um i think the other thing i'll just say is that um the worst part of an assassin's creed game is where they, they try and make it a new game like when when you're in the offices of the company and like yeah, all the why, why bother yeah why bother <laughs> oh. creating this narrative just just let me have fun in the pirate world nobody cares about that stuff yeah, nobody it's, it's cares terrible. about it anything that happens outside of the animus just just ignore that shit like, but the, the problem is they've written themselves into a story yeah, they feel like they have to continue doing it just, yeah, but nobody cares about it. It could have just been a series of like fun historical tourism. Yep. Or a historical murder tourism. That's what it does best. I just even that. running through that whole Ezio trilogy and then getting mm-hmm. to the end of kind of the Desmond arc and then them just kind of farting out that weird ending and you're just like, well, come on. Like, yeah. Because everyone was on the, under the impression at the time it was going to be um, like the next Assassin's Creed was going to be set in the modern day and it was all, it would be a, a, basically what Watch, Do- Watch Dogs became. Mm-hmm. And um, that just never happened and they just stuck with the animus and then just used that as a like this weird meta layer that kind of only people who followed it from the start would ever care about. So, yeah, there's like lovely Easter mm-hmm. eggs and stuff in that sort of Abstergo, those sections, but... You know, unless you'd played Assassin's Creed 2 Brotherhood and whatever, you know, it just wouldn't mean anything. And um, yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. just nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Very yep. weird. I still I still have a soft spot for it, though. Mm. 
Um, and I do for all of those. I've, I've been meaning to go back and replay because we're, we're creeping up on uh, your boy Ridley Scott's film about Napoleon coming out. Okay. Um, I've been meaning to replay um, Unity, yeah. which is another one that's like really, really flawed, but kind of interesting. Like it kind of wastes its setting, but it does some really interesting stuff with the stealth mechanics that they kind of rolled back a bit with Syndicate for some reason and then yeah. just completely abandoned with the new ones. So it's a, it's a weird series that I need to, I need to play Mirage at some point, but um, yeah, cause that's apparently like a throwback to like black flag and it's supposed and to right? be a throwback to the old ones, but it's, but it's like from what I've, uh, I've heard about it, it's like, because it, began life as dlc for valhalla huh. it's not built from the ground up like those old ones it mm. plays like the new ones with like but with more emphasis on stealth which doesn't work particularly well so they have to dumb the ai down loads to make it work so it then falls into what nick was saying about it just becoming a bit samey and a bit easy yeah but also i i just want to walk around like you know <laughs> uh baghdad in the middle of the islamic golden age yeah like yeah. it's a really fucking cool period of history a really cool place in a really cool period of history so but basically oh, no man, video so. games have ever been to yeah uh yeah i don't think well there may be some indie games yeah uh but not that i can think of no hmm. uh, uh the only time you ever go to the middle east in a video game uh outside of Prince of Persia games, I guess, is when you're playing an American and you're shooting brown people. This is it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's so, true, though. Speaking of which, um, everyone should watch the latest episode of People Make Games. Yes. Um, with uh, Tamar Hussein and Rami Ishmael and um, I can't remember the guy's name, the Palestinian game developer. Uh, basically, it's about how the video game community should speak up more um, uh, in support of the Palestinian people. It's very good. Mm. It's a good watch. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have you been playing, Nick? Um, so just before I went on holiday at the beginning of October, um, the latest Forza Motorsport game came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, forgot about that. Um I've not played a lot of it. I've probably played about five hours. Mm. But I've played some multiplayer. I've uh, played some single player. Um, I've I've not had enough time to play different classes and figure out sort of how good... If it feels different. Well, different, I different mean... Different cars. I, yeah. Um... I mean, I've I've not played a Forza game in in years, uh, mm-hmm. other than Horizons. Um, and I know that they are more arcadey than simulation, like on the arcadey end of it. Mm. Um, I think that is probably still it's definitely still the case. Uh, from what I've played, um, there is. It's from what I remember, it's not as good as G, as like Gran Turismo Sport. Um, right. although they have completely copied Gran Turismo Sports online <laughs> race sort of style where do you remember when like GT Sport just had like 
a race every 20 minutes on a track and you just join the lobby you'd you'd do a practice you'd do a quality lap and then you'd just wait for the time to start and then you'd jump in the next one and the next one the next one uh and your best time would would be would be your qualifying time for the week yeah yeah which is great um yeah they've just completely copied that which is great because because that is a really good (laughs) mode uh and i really missed that from gt sport um so yeah that's great um handling of the cars and feeling it's it's fine um it's it's more like project cars too kind of kind of feel it's it's still very simmy uh you know i imagine drifting is is quite good in it um and stuff like that uh i've not had chance to delve into sort of because they've they've got um like lmp2 cars and stuff in there i've not had a chance to play around with that Mm. i've not even got a porsche yet so i've really not gone gone too far into it but uh it's fine it's all (laughs) right um i think we should sit all three of us get together online at some point and figure out how good it is because for yes. me that's the true yeah. test of a, of a racing game is is it fun with like three people online together when you're just having fun um but yeah it's it's mm. it's all right there's been a lot of hate for the uh car leveling up system but i kind of like it in a way so you get the more you drive uh tracks in a particular car so the more you drive a car you get xp for being with that car it's a bit like pokemon yeah you level that pokemon like, you um... level a car up and the better you drive uh sectors and in, in turns the more xp mm-hmm. you get and then yeah. those xp give you parts to put on the car yeah this was a uh, like in um the horizon games as well yeah yeah um there's a lot of hate for that online but i don't really? mind it too much uh, yeah, because no. you have to. It's because you can't just get in a car and it'd be great, Mark. You've got to work for it. People don't like that. Um, I've not had any major issues with it, like a lot of people were having in sort of the first week. Um, I've not seen anything funky, um, but it, it is on my SSD. I made sure I put it on my SSD because I saw a lot of people having like invisible tracks and things because it's not loading in time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow uh so yeah there there are definitely some technical gremlins in the works for people with like non ultra great rigs mm-hmm. works with wheel well enough um from you know again i've not played forza motorsport for years definitely not with a wheel but i know the last one wasn't great on wheels apparently on the pc particularly um yeah. so yeah that works uh and what i would say is um online racers I've had a couple of incidents with people not being great. Um, you know, Forza gets a bad rep for online drivers and uh, being terrible. I've had a few people be not great, but it didn't... I've never had a race ruined from it yet. So, uh, again, yeah. only five hours or so played. So don't take that as there's no idiots online but it's probably similar to gt sport i think where you'd occasionally get an idiot driver but it's not race ruining and they kind of take themselves out on the first corner or whatever um so yeah Uh, and what i will say is the like um in terms of like adrenaline pumping there's not (laughs) there's nothing like going around laguna seca feeling like feeling like that track is going to kill you online with 10 other people yep. racing against mm. them 
like mm-hmm. my heart was pounding in a way that like I you know I still play Assetto Corsa Competizione online quite a lot and while I enjoy those races and it gets my heart rate up a little bit and I've never I it, I think because it was so unknown and so fast paced compared to that sort of GT3 where you're a bit you feel a bit slower and it's all about being methodical through corners and get and being I guess simulation mm. um yeah racing in Forza Motorsport really gets the adrenaline pumping uh, head to head isn't it yeah uh yeah. more you know rubbing racing because in yeah. Assetto Corsa as well if you kind of touch people you feel like you're going to spin out so you really try and avoid it whereas Forza is a bit more arcadey you can you can afford to rub it rub and race a bit, a bit more. more touring cars yeah exactly yeah um so yeah that's sort of you know my first impressions of it um nice. seems all right oh, cool yeah i've only played it um with the pad so far i still haven't plugged the wheel in to play it uh and it's fine on the pad suffers um a fair bit with understeer mm. um but it's something you get used to yeah like the first few races, I was like, oh, wow, this is very understated. But then you get used to it. Uh, I haven't played online. I've only played against, the, played against the AI stuff. I do have a Porsche. It's very nice. Um, it's just a 911. It's nothing particularly special. Um, just a 911. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but I haven't played it in a few weeks. I've been busy with other games, unfortunately. But uh, yeah. maybe this weekend, I'll hook my wheel up and have it go. Mm. I know I said this a month ago <laughs> i still haven't but yeah well we'll see um but yeah it'd be yeah. uh be good to get online as well and see mm, how it is really. with another person um i was gonna say something else again the current oh they've brought pits pitting and tires in to the game which apparently yes. has never been a thing before uh tires go were tires go off the off the cliff fast yeah like one lap you find the next lap it's just gone you've got no grip yeah but it's mm. also it's not losing grip in a normal way it just feels like it doesn't feel natural is what i will say mm. the way that you lose grip it just you just get slow and then um i don't it it didn't quite feel right to me of of how it should feel when you start to lose grip in your tires it just didn't so I don't know yeah. what that, that that is, but yeah, that that's that's all. Um, come on, tell us about it. About what? Come on. <laughs> you know about what? Tell us, tell us about the game. The game. The, the game. The, the big game. game. I just lost the game. The big game. So, some people might know that one of my favourite games of all time... So, Chazzy, what have you been playing? <laughs> oh, well, actually, mate, I've been playing uh, playing Control. <laughs> it's Control! <laughs> now, Control... Uh, actually, yeah, no, you two can double up on this then. Yeah. Go on then, t- tell us about Alan Wake 2. I was getting into that, but Control Sorry. was made by Remedy, and Remedy also made Max Payne. Payne. That's right. And at the same time as they made Max Payne, that was written by Sam Lake, whose face is the guy in Max Payne. And his face is also used 
in Alan Wake 2, hey. which came out the other week. Um, so yeah, I've been playing Alan Wake 2, obviously. Um, I, I don't even know if I have to say anything, because, I mean, even if this game was dog shit, I was still going to lap it up, wasn't I? Yeah, you were. Um, thankfully, it's not dog shit. Uh, it's it's excellent. Uh, I mm. think it takes the story of Alan Wake uh, one um, and sort of blends it with a lot of things that Remedy have been building up over the years. They've got a lot better at storytelling in the in those intervening years. Um, mm. They've got a lot better at. Uh, I think just everything they've done has got better. I mean, we, we talk about this with every single Remedy release about how they get better and better with control being, you know, sort yeah, of was point. the high point. Uh, and it, like I said, when control came out and it was my game of the year, I said, it feels like this is the game they've been building towards. And finally, everything has kind of come together in one game and it's nearly perfect. Well, Alan Wake 2 feels like everything that Remedy has been building up to in the past, like, 10 years, and it's perfect. <laughs> um, genuinely, uh, they've they've taken everything and, and they've, from control and everything else, and yeah. it's just fucking good. Um, it's less a horror game and less like a third-person action shooter that Alan Wake was, and it's more of a... It's 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 a full on detective game, basically. So it's more like sort of um, Resident Evil y meets. Yeah, sort of, it takes yeah. a lot from I think they they've taken some of definitely some elements of like the Resident Evil remakes. Mm. Um but they like that you go you you've got a mind palace, uh and you've got a case board and you put evidence for different things and stuff and you you're sort of like drawing the lines between everything. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's just, it's really good. Um, there's two halves to the game that you play as Saga, who's an FBI agent, who's investigating like um, the disappearance and, and the weird shit happening. And then you also play as Alan Wake, um, who is sort of in the dark place trying to get out. So He is the disappeared, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's the two stories interweave and interact. Um and yeah, it's just it's it's really both both sides. Genuinely, they could have released like each as a separate game almost, mm-hmm. um, but they work together so well, and the, the way they cross over and interact is really interesting. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, obviously, I'm, I was going to love it. There is, I I'm not going to spoil anything, but there was one scene that mm, was. I've heard about this. If anyone has played Control and knows of that scene in control like the one that people all talk about there is a very similar scene in alan wake 2 and it is excellent um probably the high point of the game so far for me but yeah um it's great i was always going to love it though so (laughs) you know mileage may vary but luckily i'm not like you know read the read the reviews they're all like 90s and stuff yeah. like open critic had it at 90 something so yeah it's great yeah i mean to be fair obviously you like you know alan wake was not one of my well it's not a game it's not a game i, I find, think back fondly on but this one knowing how good control was is and knowing kind of like hearing bits and bobs about it it does sound like 
yeah, it does sound like it's very warranted, like the the, the numbers it's getting, sort of review wise. Yeah, you know, I, I I would be interested to play it. It's just I'm I'm just a bit. I can't play scary games. I just can't do it. Like hot, like thrillers, yeah. But like when it gets into sort of creepy, creepy, spooky jump scares, I can't do it. You know, this game is nowhere near that on Alan Wake. So, so Alan Wake, I always think of was like, um, it was trying to be like elements just of a, it, Stephen yeah, King almost, like yeah. Stephen King films and the horror film tropes and stuff, and then. It, it had two sides, didn't it? It, it had ended like up night being a, side, a which was Stephen King, yeah, and it, then it had the the day side, which was more like Twin Peaks. Mm. Alan Wake Two definitely leans more into just the Twin Peaks complete weird side, um, right. rather than trying to be horror. It's, there's horror elements, don't get me wrong, but I would say like Resident Evil, as you said, as an example, yeah, it's, more it's sort far of more creepy weird. and scary. Like there yeah. is. It, there's no contests. Um, there's a couple of sort of jump scares at the very start of the game, um, mm. but there's no. I've not been scared or anything yeah. in the entire game. So I would say it is definitely more. It's more tame uh, in terms of horror. Um, I wouldn't even put it as horror. It's it's just weird. It, it's 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 David Lynch uh, inspired right, yeah. weird weird it's sort of off peaks creepy. Yeah, yeah. Just you'll be fine with it if you've played Control, especially. You know. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, no. I'm, uh, might give it a give it a, give it a look when it's a bit more of on a discount. I think. Cool. If I could, if I can muster up the courage. <laughs> So I tried to play the Resident Evil 2 remake and I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that was scary. <laughs> that was yeah. very scary. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, oh, you're yeah. laughing at Mark. <laughs> no, I, no, no, I'm laughing in, in like agreement. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. you know I'm a massive pussy when Yeah, I know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the problem with, with these games. They, they look great. And then when t- people tell you about them, you go, yeah, yeah, it sounds amazing. I'm never going to play that. <laughs> I installed... Uh, Dead Space remake because it's on uh, Game Pass. Yep. Mm. It's like, oh man, I loved this game back in the day when I first played it and I installed it. And then did like the first bit where you're getting chased down a corridor by one of the monsters and then you kill the first monster. I was like, yeah, yeah, this 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 is still really good. This is still really good. And then I turned off and um haven't gone back. <laughs> it's confirmed that it's still a good game. Yeah. Uh but I have just gotten more more and more wimpy as i've got older <laughs> weirdly i don't know weird or maybe it's just uh, uh my uh, my anxiety's gotten worse that's it as i've gotten older that's that's the thing it's not so much that i get scared by the games i don't mind being like spooked or whatever um it's anything that makes my anxiety like ramp up yeah. and that's what game does but <laughs> Alan Wake does look really good. Unfortunately, I have to play Alan Wake 1 first. And mm. I've got to say, Nick, you are in a minority, I think, of people that hold that game in a particularly high regard. Um, but I, I'll get there. I like I'll to think it. people I, just I don't like understand it. Yeah. It's more, I think people have problems with the gameplay rather yeah, than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that. But, but, yeah. 
Um, I mean, you could totally just probably watch a YouTube video that has all the cutscenes interspersed. I could just do that, actually. That's probably mm. a good idea. Because you only uh, really also... need to understand the basics of the story. And even then, yeah. I would say Alan Wake 2, it doesn't tell you exactly, like, it doesn't give you the beat-by-beat story, but it at least lets mm-hmm. you know that, like, there's this guy who was a writer called Alan Wake who went missing all these years ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll play it, but I'll probably wait until it's on Steam in a year's time or whatever, because uh, I don't want to be the person that like accidentally pushes Epic Games over the top to to turning a profit on <laughs> Epic Games. Oh, don't worry they they are never going to turn a profit on games. <laughs> no, never. Um, you playing anything else, or should we move on? Not really. No. Um, Charles, tell us about Control then. So yeah, so I know, like, obviously everyone's been talking about Alan Wake 2 and how great it is and I thought, well, I, you know, it's made by the same people, Control's made by the same people. I started playing Control, never went back to it, kind of regretted it because it's, you know, there's so much in there to like and I need to go back to playing it. So this, this is my thing of like, last few, few weeks going back and playing stuff that I really shouldn't have dropped in the first place. So yeah, I actually re-picked up Control on the PS5 to get all, all the kind of bells and whistles and ray tracing and God knows what else. And um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was just it's it just an absolutely cracking game. I, I, I adore it. But what I what I'd done wrong in the like I played it the first time around and every time I was shooting things, it was like oh, nothing's nothing's dying. It's taken me forever. Uh, and then I realised from remembering back to like Nick's playthrough of it and him saying, no, 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 you just, just basically use the false powers that the kind of like throw. And that's like the most overpowered part of that game. Yep. And yeah, so I've just dumped everything into like throwing people about and throwing stuff at people. And yeah, completely changes the game. Just makes it way more epic, way more fun. And um, yeah, that's all I've been doing now. And I've, I've been storming my way through it. Still finding it a little bit. The problem is, I've been come, I've come in part way through a save that I'd already dropped on the PS5, so it's kind of there was a bit of trying to get used to like where am I? Where why have I got to go here? Like where's that? You're telling me to go to like whatever it is, central executive or something, and how the hell do I get into? And like, it, I forgot that I've got to look for like lifts and stuff, and that take me to different levels. But um, once I've got my head around it all again, yeah, that that game is so slick, it's so smooth, and like it's just interesting. Like every every part of that game is interesting, you know, from the way that the you know you you have leveling, the way you level up your guns, the way you level up your powers, the way the story like meets itself out. There's just nothing in it that's normal or standard. And that's why I love it because it's just constantly keeping me on my toes. So yeah, um, that's that's basically what I'm going to be playing for the next god knows how long. Because uh, yeah, I I then went uh, before that uh, I went back to Hi-Fi Rush because that's got to be on my game of the year list. And um, yeah, <laughs> basically that is a short game, and I, it took me a long time to get through. So. Mm. Um, Control's going to take well, it's me a very still long time to get like, through. It's like 12 hours It's like 12, long, yeah. It? This is the thing. is like, 
like I was struggling to get through those, like get those twelve hours done, and I was literally having to kind of force myself to do it right two hours every night, and I'll you know I'll get I'll get it done by the end of the week. It's one of those. Mm. So yeah. um yeah, so control probably take me a bit longer, but I'll I'll get there in the end. But yeah, high fire rush. So glad I went back to that. That mm. does feel it's probably about two hours too long. And um, but God, that game's fun. Just everything about that is just so joyous and over the top and well produced and well executed and like the animation in it just oh, it's just incredible um but yeah going back to it and having to like you know when you go back to it again going back to a game you've got to learn uh you know you've got to learn the move set again and all that kind of stuff and that just mm-hmm. clicked in straight away um really got back into it quickly uh, and then it started dishing out parries and like, I don't like using parries in games like in Dark Souls and that kind of stuff but, but uh, 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 Bloodborne you know yeah. I, I never parry because I just can't be bothered and I just find ways around it mm-hmm. but in this game it like forces you to do it but the way it, if you get the timing down and you get it right it just yeah it just changes changes everything in that game and just, just at the right point where you're getting a slightly bored of the mechanics they give you. They give you this new thing, and then it just makes it more interesting. And then each level, they give you just another little bit of a new power or a new person or whatever. And yeah, just it's, that is insane that that game just came out, just got shadow drop one day, bomb. Here it is, and it was that good. Just astounding to me, absolutely astounding how they weren't shouting about that game from the rooftops. It, I, I love it, yep, absolutely love it. Just the it's integration of the soundtrack, yeah, mm-hmm. and and the fact that it's a rhythm based game, but you don't necessarily have to be good at being on time to do well in it, you know, and just to hit that fine balance, yeah, just incredible, love it, yeah, absolutely yeah. loved it, and really, really enjoyed the ending, and really looking forward to seeing where they. It, how and when they sort of take that on to a hi-fi rush too. Be really interested to see where that goes, if at all. But yeah, that's all I've played. I th- hope so. It kind of came out of nowhere and people loved it. Mm. Um. So yeah, but I yeah. it's a sequel. It deserves it. Yeah, I man. can't believe that came out this year. Start mm. of the year, man. Uh, very early, very really early. early. That's, that was the problem. It's like literally, I think I paid it in like February. And then yeah. haven't come back to it till now in, in November. Mm. And that's not because it's not a good game. It's just everything else that's been going on in my life with the house and yep. stuff. But yeah, but yeah, going back to that and it, it's just so it's, it's every like Dreamcast game, like sort of PS2 game that you've played back in the day with Blue Skies and, you know, and it's, it's got a bombastic soundtrack, a drummer based soundtrack and it's just. Yeah, I want to play more of this. Go, go, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it it just gives you that feeling all the way through it. And you you know when you have those games that you they never have they never let up, so you never save it. It and it you just hope that the checkpoints caught you because you're just going on to the oh, I just want to see that next oh, another five minutes, I want to see what the next bit is. It's constantly propelling you forward. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Yep. It's really really, it's, it's really great. well made. It's gonna be on my game of the year list oh, for sure. Yeah. Big stuff. Mm-hmm. Big stuff, but yeah, that's it. That's all I've really been playing. There's only those two games, but yeah, it's my, this is now me going back to 
from now until the end of the year is me going back and just checking stuff off on my I'm, I'm gaining the game of the year list I think getting that nailed down okay. kind of get my head into it I've got a 10 actually got a 10 this year so that's good that's good I yeah, haven't like I've got it, a 10 as well and say so like last couple of years it's been I've got an 8 and then yeah. I need to find another 2 <laughs> so yeah now I've got a 10 so it's all good looking at it good. right now um, all right, I'll quickly run down what I've been playing then. Uh, jump back into Destiny. Um, but I've also jumped back into another couple of games that I had sort of taken a break from. Uh, firstly, back on Diablo 4. Oh, right. New okay. season. Um, the game has gone from... I didn't have any particular problems with how the game played in the last season, but a lot of people kicked off. And a very vocal minority bitched and moaned and complained and threw all their toys out of the pram and so now blizzard are bending over backwards to give them everything they want so for example there is a uh build a particular build uh one of the sorcerer builds this season that is that is not just op it's broken mm. like it's bugged and to they're so desperate to avoid the the uh, fun police uh, complaints that they're just like ah we're not going to fix it <laughs> um, we'll just leave it as it is this season it'll get fixed at the end of the season but for the rest of the season just have fun with this broken build that's like killing the last boss of the game in like six seconds um, so just have fun with it mm. um, the new season's kind of cool it's all like vampire themed and there's lots of fun things to do in it and I'm having a bit of a blast nice. uh, it's good to go back on that the other one that was even more surprising is uh, an old friend of mine uh former work colleague um was uh messaging me and said that you know battlefield 2042 is really good again i was like nah mate that game's <laughs> fucked that game was irredeemably fucked um but he's a battlefield purist uh and he said no honestly the game's really good now and i was like well it's still in um the ea thing the vault mm. on ea access so download it, give it a try, and you know what? He's not wrong. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good. Um, I still think probably on the balance of things, Battle Bit Remastered is a better game. All right, but it's Battlefield, uh, and it's kind of nice to be back in a Battlefield game that doesn't mm. feel like shit. Uh, I've been very lucky. It's almost like the game knows. Um, and the, when I've jumped into, I've played three full matches, which is, you know, they're like 40 minutes a match, 30, mm. 40 minutes a match. But it's thrown me back into Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4 maps. And I was like, okay, you know exactly what you're doing. Just feed me the nostalgia. <laughs> Chuck me into Nosha Canals. Um, and mm. I'm going to feel real good about it. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'm, I'm feeling good being back in there. I don't know how long it'll stay like that. Uh, but. And I've only been playing it on my own, um, so I'm going to try and hook up with my friend and, and play some some um, like you know in a in a squad with some comms and cool. see how it goes. But yeah, enjoyable so far. Um, a couple other games to talk about. Uh, I've played a bunch, but um, most of the month that like much worth talking about because I've only dabbled in here and there. Um, I talked the last episode about how i played a bunch of cyberpunk 2077 yeah cyberpunk whatever year it is 
version 2.0 mm-hmm. and how great the changes were. I have um, subsequently... Uh, why is my phone overheating? That's weird. Um, I've subsequently gone and played a bunch of the actual DLC stuff. Uh, and it is... Uh, it's night and day. It's mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Like, the quality of the storytelling... The quality of the missions, like what happens, what you're doing in them, um, everything is like dialed up so much more than what it was in 2077. 2077 like had some really amazing missions. Like the base mm. game has some amazing missions. It's just the storyline was kind of a bit meh, um, and largely depended on your tolerance for that character, that Keanu Reeves yeah. character. Uh, and I can kind of take him or leave him. It's quite noticeable that he's he's slightly toned down in the DLC. He's more of a uh he's not a major character so much as he's just like a voice. He's like the angel slash devil on your shoulder through mm-hmm. the story. And the other cast are um are more important, including like the 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 big draw of it, which is the the character played by um Idris Elba. Um it's all about you go into this you sneak into this section of night city called dogtown which is sort of pin penned off from the rest of the city and run by this like sort of military dictator who uh during some conflict in the past managed to take control of dogtown and has now ruled it under an iron fist and he controls everything mm-hmm. um and like the president of the new united states her ship um space force one <laughs> it's all very <laughs> stupid it, yeah. but like space force one gets shot down in dogtown and you have to go and rescue her and um you get dragged into like this mission um i'm only about halfway through this the main story from from what i know but like it's just it's been incredible like um this the 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 environments that you're playing in the sort of mission structures uh it's it's just a jump above um what it was in um <laughs> in the base game in a way the same thing happened with um the witcher 3 like in the base game the witcher 3 had like some real high points like the the bloody baron stuff uh but then a lot of the main story was like it's good yeah uh, it's not amazing mm. and then you got to like hearts of stone and it's like oh my god this fucking slaps uh and then you get to what's the other one? blood and wine, blood and, wine uh, yeah. and the storyline and that was amazing as well uh, it's just like they get better with their expansions uh and it's the same with uh, cyberpunk and like it's mad that it's gone from like this like incredibly flawed um like mess of a game into being like a 10 out of 10 in a lot of people's wow. eyes i haven't finished it so i can't judge it just yet but like gamespot gave it a 10 which is yeah i mean they've given a few this year but this is an extraordinary year uh, and for one of them to be for a, a piece of cyberpunk DLC is kind of nuts. Like it's been universally acclaimed. Um, it's quite an amazing glow up. I can't. Th- I'm I, I'm struggling to think of other examples where a game has improved so much in such a short space of time. No Man's Sky did, but over a long over a period, period of time. Yeah. But this is like first DLC, and the whole thing's fixed. Blimey! Like it's nuts. Yeah. Um. I played Jusant. Jusant. Oh, I want to hear about this because I've downloaded it because 
No, no, you said yeah, what you said on there earlier. It's track. lovely. Yeah, uh, it's made by uh, Don't Nod, mm-hmm. um, who I found out have changed uh, the way their name is presented. It used to be Don't Nod, all one word, and now it's D O N apostrophe T space N O D. Oh yep. right, mm, very strange. Don't know why. Um, Don't Nod, my probably my favourite double A developer, uh, French developer who make most famously the Life is Strange games, but also vampire and remember me and stuff like that stuff that are like games that are like um they're proper always like a solid proper seven out of tens like they try and do something like really interesting but like fall a bit short and there's some flaws oh, technically not quite there yeah. yeah there's some stuff like that in vampire but it's like i can't i can i can overlook it because the rest of the like the rest of the game is so good mm. the same with remember me my god remember me so good but like so flawed as well um juice on is another one like that i th- i i think i gave it like an eight out of ten i think right. um i'm rating when i finished it it's not a perfect game it has some camera issues um the it's too short <laughs> for me and i usually love a short game yeah uh guys i got to the end of it and it's like oh i wanted more um basically it's uh, in like a weird post-apocalyptic future, you play a character climbing up this like stone column in the middle of of like a dried-out seabed, and you have a little blue creature with you. I love the creature; um, it sits on your head. Yeah, That's my favorite uh, game. And you basically you just climb, yeah. climb, um, pulling like the left trigger controls your left hand, and the right trigger controls your right hand, like gripping. And you just climb and climb and climb and climb and climb, and there's like a stamina meter, and you can like stop and take rest and stuff like that. But like making jumps between climbing points will like cut your total amount of stamina every time you make a jump. Uh, and you're like, you have like three pitons that you can put in. It's like a or like a temporary save spot so that if you fall, you'll only fall a certain amount because you put a piton in until you reach the next like flat landing area and then you can pull your rope in and claim all your pitons back. Can I ask um, a question? Sure. Cuz I'm probably about maybe not even an hour into the game. Mhm. And so far it's been very much it's felt like there's a stamina meter I don't need to worry about and there's a, a limit of pitons I don't need to worry about. Do you ever actually have uh... to is like does it become more than just like it always feels like it's it designed perfectly so you yeah. don't ever have to actually worry about it and you don't have no to worry actual, about the pitons it's no. more of a walking that's, that's, simulator with a climbing simulator essentially essentially yeah there is no there's no like jeopardy yeah no enemies or anything like that if you fall uh, you go back to straight to your checkpoint or whatever and I, I think i fell by death once. Mm. It just, it just um, feels very much like they could have just oh no, admitted. You can't, you, can't even, you can't even fall to your death. No. No, I don't think I even did that because like to you start can't. climbing you, you you put a you put a pit on in. Yeah, so you'd always start be with, at that yeah. point. It feels very much like yeah. they didn't need the stamina meter, they just put it in. No, the the stamina meter does kind of come into play okay. later on. So as you're climbing, it basically start off and you're climbing on the outside of, of this column. And then as you start to go up, like the environment changes different. Um, you're in like direct sunlight and it kind of affects the 
the gameplay in a certain way. Okay. And then you move to a section that's like inside the um the the cavern and then there's another section that's like basically the environment i don't want to give anything away because it's like it's kind of cool when you come to them but like as you move through it you transition to different areas or different parts of the column as you're making your way up and the environment changes and there's new environmental okay. gameplay mechanics right um and some of the uh the climbing stuff becomes it becomes more complex and you have to make more of those jumps which cuts down in your stamina more okay. so then like you never run out because like even if you have just a sliver you can climb a bit stop and rest climb a bit more stop and rest that so it's like it the, the only thing it does is it kind of like slows your progress a bit if you run out of stamina um you have your maximum stamina but it's just it's very chill it's very relaxing it's like it is just absolutely stunning like beautiful in places not like um not, not talking in terms of graphical fidelity because it's not that sort of game but in terms of like art direction the art direction yeah, yeah. i think and the Adam, things that happen on screen it's got moments that are that approach it never reaches but but moments of it that approach like journey or abzu yeah. in terms of yeah. i was gonna it's, say it's, in, it's very much that sort of game in discord uh adam described it as like uh sable sable but Yes. Good, basically. Like, yeah. Sable where say you good, do something. <laughs> yeah, where it doesn't yeah. feel disappointing after the first uh, bit. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, the art style is kind of similar-ish. It's not the same, but it's, yep. it's you yep. know. Um, um, I really love... I don't want to give much away here, but I really mm-hmm. like when, you know, you can jump on the things that grow and, like, hitch a free ride. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I don't want to say anything more. I'll keep that sounded a bit dirty, um, <laughs> but uh, that stuff evolves as you're going through as well. It's very cool. Um, yeah, I I I really really enjoyed it. The only like real problem I got with it, aside from some technical flaws, um, some minor technical flaws like some camera problems, and it's like there's a collectible you go I go about and you're picking up, and it's like uh, like a conch shell. And you listen to it, and then you're like, it's like it's not really a cutscene. It's just like the camera sort of like moves about in like still frames and just looks at stuff for a while. And it's like, I don't know what's going on you here. You can hear music, uh, and you can hear the people that used to be there. Yeah, but <laughs> that's it. I don't know. It's a bit weird. <laughs> um, at the end, some some camera problems. But my my biggest gripe with, like I said, is like it's only four hours long, which ordinarily be like great. That's that's amazing. Um, but I got to the end of it, and it's like I wanted more. Mm. Um, so I haven't uninstalled it. I think I might go through it again and try and clear up all the achievements because I really enjoyed it. Um, and the other one I've been playing is um, Thirsty Suitors, which is the second game that I've played in the last few months that's been on Game Pass and has featured uh, a heavy emphasis on South Indian cooking. Um, which is interesting because i played venba which is that's what that game's all about now thirsty suitors is it's a persona like uh rpg game um you play uh you play a girl uh you play a young woman uh who of, of south indian uh descent who returns back to her um 
the small town in like the you know um, Pacific Northwest of America after being away for a few years hmm. uh, and have to confront uh, over the course of the game the people that she abandoned as she when she left and also the people that she abandoned through like high school period of her life so her parents mostly her sister and her exes um and the way it's presented is like so for instance you get back at the beginning of the game um and like you you go into town and like as you're moving through the town you're like you're skateboarding uh and you can like do tricks and grind on stuff and it's like it's kind of wacky in an almost like um uh fucking what's the game um beautiful katamari sort of way okay um then like so you go to the diner so if you can see if you can find this is right at the very beginning of the game so there's not much of a spoiler you ride back in town you go to the diner see if you can find get hold of someone who can give you a lift back to your parents house uh but when you're there you're interrupted by this guy sergio who was the main character's first boyfriend in like third grade uh and he still he hasn't gotten over her and the way that you get through that impasse is by having a like persona style jrpg fight (laughs) turn-based combat fight as you like try and beat back this thirsty suitor essentially and like but you're doing like really interesting things so like you're having to you're doing attacks and reading how they uh react to it to see whether they will be susceptible to a particular type of basically you like you have to do like a taunt attack so it's either you do like a thirsty taunt which is like to to make them thirst for you or you make them angry or you shock them uh mm-hmm. or anything or something like that depending on like like the signs you pick up on what they're going to be most susceptible to and then you can follow it up with like powerful attacks off the back of that uh, and it's all like um qte based uh when you're doing the the combat when you're really doing like the, the the taunts and the the special attacks and stuff like that you get summons okay as you're going through so like um there's a she has a, a i don't even know if he's in the game she has an uncle called hinty uncle hinty <laughs> And he just, his face just appears in a corner and goes, hinty. And like he pops up with a tip or hint, I guess, oh, yeah, for, the, yeah. for the game. As you're going through and it's like he's teaching you like how the combat works. And it's like, there's one thing that South Asian men uh, cannot resist. And that is like being told off by their mother. Uh, but you don't have access to his mother. So what's the next best thing is your own mother. So your mum is then, then a summon. So you can summon your own mum oh, yeah. to like do massive damage to the person you're fighting against and like it's really really cool um i'm only the game's apparently like 10 to 12 hours long isn't so not huge not hugely long i'm only about two or three hours long uh, two or three hours into it i fought two of her exes um she has a number of them uh to fight through um but there's also like a bunch of like a bunch of really wacky side quest stuff that like would give like yakuza a run for its money so for example like you want supplies um you know healing items and stuff like that and like the stuff that gives you buffs and that is presented to you as um south indian cuisine Mm. 
and and Sri Lankan cuisine. And the way you're going to do that is um, you go and do like a cooking mini game with one of your parents. Um, and depending on whether it's the father or the mother, it's like easier because like the father's a little bit more laid back. The mum is very, very stern and she's still not happy about the fact that you disappeared for so many years. Um, and so like you have like a heat meter, which is represented by some chilies. And you gain heat by performing tasks like mixing food or whatever, doing the quick time events like really well. And then you can spend that to, for example, pay your mum a compliment. Um, and then like a big spinning wheel will come up and it like and it'll like you, you spin the wheel and depending on what it lands on, you get like plus one, plus two, or like minus one, minus two approval because sometimes you try and compliment it and she sees through it completely. It's just like, yeah, I'm not oh, yeah. buying that at all. And the approval goes down. And you're trying to like cook this food while making the approval meter go up. And it's all, uh, it's you need to see it. It's, it's The way yeah. it's presented is so like over the top and wacky and incredibly funny. Um, it's kind of nuts like how much there is in this game. Uh, it's it's like this there's some weird things like uh, the way that the main character runs is a little bit odd and it's like you can tell that like you know uh it was made on a smaller budget it was made by a small team yeah. made by a you know it's a very small indie team i think it was like 15 people or something like that in the entire studio mm. um it's really really cool uh i'm really nice. really enjoying it uh if you have like a uh, like an urge for like a for a like um uh you know persona style jrpg sort of thing but want like a nice short version of it that's going to tell mm. like an interesting story about you know um an immigrant community in the, the pacific northwest in the early 2000s yeah i know it's a very very specific thing, say, but, yeah. you know like um, a different story to a normal this, one you'd sort of hear exactly right yeah uh i really really like it really like it um Amazing. i need to i need to jump back on it and play some more. I need to get a finish before game of the year because based on the first few hours i think it's probably going to be in the conversation it's snake in there. um uh yeah i loved it <laughs> for what i've played so far so oh, i great. highly highly recommend it um just watch the trailer uh see if you like you'll get an idea from the vibe of the trailer mm. whether or not it's going to be your sort of vibe you know um yeah. it's yeah it's it's wacky it's fun uh i haven't played anything quite like it nice cool yeah sounds great that's about yeah that's about all i've been playing uh we've been going for an hour and a half should we wrap this up then yeah mate i yeah um any other business anything else anyone wants to raise no nah, nah. any complaints i need to take to hr <laughs> not yet no, yeah, Mark keeps touching me. <laughs> which one? Uh, show me, show me, show, show me, me which me. Mark touched you where. <laughs> yeah, which Mark? Show me on this doll where Mark touched you. It was there. Okay, um, I'll take your complaint straight to the HR bot then. Uh, all right. Um, I don't know, we haven't got anything special planned for the next episode, whether we're doing another film or a video game or something like that. I don't know. Not next we'll episode. We'll have a chat about it. Not next episode. Um, the next film, we're doing a Christmas film. We are doing a Christmas mm. film. And we've got Game of the Year coming up. 
Yeah, we have got a game of the year coming up. Yeah, it's coming up rapidly. <sighs> yeah, yep. too rapid. Yeah. So we'll get that. We'll need to get start getting that organized. But uh, yeah, just keep an eye on socials, and if we're going to do anything special, we'll let you know. Um, but yeah, just uh, we'll catch you in another couple of weeks. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for uh, joining you. me as Cheers. always. Cheers, me. And uh, thanks, dear listener, for for listening along. Thank and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.